This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Good morning and welcome to Sunday Worship on Salvationist Radio this Easter Sunday. Our special guest today is Territorial Commander Commissioner Anthony Cottrell, who will be bringing us our Easter message. Our Bible reading today is taken from John chapter 20, verses 1 to 10, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Good morning. I'm delighted to be with you on this Easter Sunday. Wherever you are, may God bless you deeply on this wonderful day. I love that song we were just singing, and I hope you do too, with its great affirmation of faith and belief. Saviour, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. And on this Easter Sunday, we might even find ourselves singing these and similar words with great gusto and volume. My God is mighty to save. Jesus conquered the grave. Thine is the glory, risen, conquering Son. Christ is alive. Let all Christians sing. His cross stands empty to the sky. He is alive. And you'd better believe it. But what if? What if only the first part of the climax of Easter week was true? What if it was the case that Jesus was indeed crucified, that he'd been battered and whipped, a crown of thorns thrust upon his head in mockery, that he literally had the life squeezed out of his lungs as he hung impaled by nails upon a rough, rugged old cross, with the sounds of wailing and crying from the loving band of women who stood at the foot of the cross. What if he died and that was the end of it? Well, we would still have the possibility of a saviour taking our place, dying for us, the sin and the sins of the world even being atoned for by the death of the spotless lamb. As early as John's Gospel, chapter 1, John the Baptist declares, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We know that at Calvary, Jesus is doing just that. But what if that was it? With hindsight, it might be said he had died a martyr's death, or perhaps he'd died a hero's death. Not far from International Headquarters and St Paul's Cathedral in the City of London is a small park actually just around the corner from where the street is, where John Wesley, as a young man, had his heart strangely warmed by the Spirit of God in a true conversion experience. 
This small park is called Postman's Park, but it is remarkable not for the postman who used to have their lunch there many years ago, but because it contains over 50 ceramic plaques, each dedicated to an ordinary person who did something most extraordinary. They gave their life in an attempt to save someone else. Herbert Peter Caslay, a stationer's clerk, who was drowned at Kew, endeavouring to save a man from drowning on April the 21st, 1889. Or another, George Stephen Funnell, a police constable, December the 22nd, 1899, lost his life in a fire at the Elephant and Castle, Wick Road. After rescuing two lives from the pub, he went back into the flames again, saving the life of a barmaid, but in doing so, lost his own life. What if there was a very large full stop at the end of Good Friday or even Easter Saturday? I think we would all still be grateful. We, we might even have contemplated adding a commemorative plaque in admiration and gratitude. And perhaps over the centuries, individuals may have chosen still to have a gold or silver cross around their necks to remind themselves and give witness to this act of seeming self-sacrifice. But my what-if question about it all ending on Friday or Saturday, thankfully, is hypothetical. Praise God. For you see, if you take away the resurrection, we don't get the whole picture. In fact, you get much less than half of the story. And in fact, whilst there might be memorials to a dead hero, the whole of Christianity collapses and implodes, rooted in history 2,000 years ago, but having no impact for us today and for the future. Yes, on the cross, Christ paid the price. All the things which separated us from God, the sin that so easily entangles, were dealt with. As we confess our sin and acknowledge what God in Christ has done for us, we can receive forgiveness. But the resurrection achieves something that is remarkably even way beyond that. The resurrection demonstrates definitively that Jesus is Lord. He is victorious above all. And that we can now with experience, we can experience that even today. New life. Not just when we're welcomed into heaven, but now. Satan and death defeated. Sin's curse has lost its grip on me as we come into relationship with the risen, glorious Lord. We become part of his team, and it's possible to know his resurrection power streaming through our very beings. We are an Easter people. You see, we too can live victoriously in resurrection power. The first disciples were utterly convinced that Jesus was alive. They not only saw him, they continued to experience him and declare to the world that Jesus was risen from the dead. Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 1, says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when Christ was risen from the dead and seated at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Peter 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. And again, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if Christ has not been raised, and I add, if there was a full stop on Friday or Saturday, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him, if in fact the dead are not raised. Verse 17, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, you're still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Paul continues, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul continues his argument, stating that the last enemy to be destroyed is death itself. The disciples, utterly convinced that Jesus was alive, left their mark and their legacy, even though they in turn found themselves facing death all day long as they courageously lived and preached the truth that Christ is Saviour and glorious risen Lord. So what if, what if it is true and I, for one, am totally convinced that Jesus rose from the dead, appeared and journeyed with the disciples before his ascension into heaven. What if it's true? What difference does that mean for us? Well, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Whatever you have to face, Jesus is going before you. He holds the future. It's possible for us to have an infilling and a streaming of resurrection power in our lives now as we die to self and sin and invite Jesus to be Lord, that is the undisputed leader and governor of our lives. His selfless love, sacrifice and victory causes us to fall down in worship and offer our lives in awe and wonder of God who would do all this, that we might have life in all its fullness with Jesus for now and for eternity. And we cry out, in my heart, an Easter morning, my God is mighty to save. Jesus conquered the grave. And because of that, we boldly de declare, He is Lord. He is Lord. He is risen from the dead. And He is Lord. Hallelujah. and Lord, conquering Saviour. We glorify your name this day and every day. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for offering us your grace and your salvation. 
We declare today, you are our Lord. As we celebrate you, will you give us courage to boldly witness to the people around us of this Saviour, of this risen Lord? Would you give us strength? Would you give us wisdom? And would you give us opportunity to speak of you to those around us? In your precious and holy name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this special Easter Sunday worship on Salvationist Radio. God bless you. the crowd.